The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast TaylorMade Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head on over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver and enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. And finally, we're brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data that you need to dominate. Howdy, howdy, Jennerinos, and welcome back to the MMA Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Or if it's your first time, welcome, welcome. It took you 324 episodes to make it here, but we're glad you're here. Um, like as I said, this episode 324, the MMA Gambling Podcast is going out to the Hopkins baseball team, undefeated this season. I I heard from a source they're going to win their uh, region for sure in Massachusetts. So there you go. This isn't a high school baseball podcast. No, this is the MMA podcast. More specifically, this is the UFC 287 podcast. And we are breaking down the main card of UFC 287, which goes down this weekend. And I'm gonna, I have uh, some help with me here. Uh, he's better at regional cards, but he's he's okay with the UFC stuff. He he, uh, he makes some money here uh, more often than not. It's Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. I, I got a good feeling about this week too. Do you? I, I, yeah, I feel like this is a, a money making weekend, especially in the props. I'm feeling real juicy with these props. Oh, really? Really? Okay. Wait, wait, yeah, you actually, get, I, I'm going to tease this. Yes. Wait until you get to the Hungry Man Jong Super oh, Fan Parlay. Whoa. It's fat this week. Oh, it is, boy. It's boy. so hungry. <laughs> no, it's not hungry. It's uh, It's been eating too much, apparently. But, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we actually uh, couldn't resist. We, we gave some uh, some juicy props or at least hinted at some on yesterday's show as well. So if you haven't listened to the prelims, make sure you get in there because there's eight fights there. Plenty of money to be made it doesn't matter if it's a main card or prelim card or, or what it is there is money to be made off of these fights so uh, we do have a the pay-per-view portion today then once we get through with the five main card fights we're going to give you our locks our dogs our props and as dan said our hungry man jung super fan parlay which at the very minimum pays you out 10 times your money but it sounds like this week is going to pay you out a bit more than that maybe <laughs> maybe all right um Shall we jump into it? Let's do it. Uh, we're starting with Bantamweights. Raul Rosas Jr. Yes, he's on a pay-per-view already uh, versus Christian Rodriguez. Um, I can't. Rodriguez is not Brazilian, right? I can't do a hot he gets for him, can I? No, I think he's Mexican. Yep. Me- Mexican in descent. Uh, yes. I think he's from Milwaukee, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. He's C-Rod. C-E-E-R-O-D. I love nicknames like that. He's 8-1. Three knockouts, four submissions, never been finished in a fight. One and one in the UFC. He's got one and one over his last two as well. He won his last fight via submission. He used to fight at Featherweight, one and oh in the contender series, one and oh in Bellator. Four inches reach over Rosas. He's two and a half times more active landing strikes over his contender series fights um, and UFC fights than Rosas is. Uh, he's outstruck all of his, those opponents as well by 0.88 strikes per minute. He's at plus 220. El Nino Problema. 7-0, one knockout, five submissions. That would be Rosas. 1-0 in the UFC, he won via submission. 1-0 in the contender series, he is a pro grappler. Two inches of height over Rodriguez, seven years younger. He's outstruck his contender series and UFC opponents by 0.4 strikes per minute. 
Scrapping stats are better than Rodriguez. He's at minus 220. I tend to go first on the pay-per-view portions or main card portions. I will take Rosas. He just, uh, I think we both faded him, his debut, but boy, he opened some eyes. Um, and if he keeps improving the, the way he did from Contender Series to his first UFC fight, he's going to be a, a big problem. So give me him. Yeah, and, and look, they, they picked his opponent perfect here. Uh, I think Christian Rodriguez is a talent. I'm actually a big fan of Christian Rodriguez. Um, he, he actually made me a big fan when he stepped up on short notice. He fought Jonathan Pierce, who is a, an absolute beast, as we've seen. And he took him to the judges' scorecards up weight class. Like, that alone is gives you mad props for Christian Rodriguez. But the bottom line is he's an awful, awful, awful stylistic matchup here because – he gets taken down regularly. His fight with Joshua Weems taken down a couple of times. Now, he's the one who wound up getting the choke in that fight, but he got taken down a bunch of times. You could say the same thing about when he fought Reyes Cortez, um, Tracy Cortez's brother. He just got taken down a bunch, and granted, he wound up winning on the feet, but like, just doesn't have the takedown defense. So, of course, they set Raul Rosas up with a guy who, you know, he's, he's not out of his, his class, but is like very clearly a guy who's a good style matchup for uh, for Rosa. So, yeah, give me Rosa's here. He's gonna get takedowns for days. Yep, Rosa's is the pick, so we're not in on um, on any underdogs there. But that leads me into my first ad read, of course, because I said underdog. I'm gonna tell you about our good friends at Underdog Fantasy once I get to that part of on my phone here. Let me see Underdog Fantasy. Where you do are it on you? your phone, huh? I do. Because everything else is on, on my computer. So, yes, oh. I do that off my phone. You're not, a one, big, you're not a big tabs guy? I do have lots of tabs open right now. It's true. <laughs> okay. Yep. You wouldn't believe what I have in one of my tabs. Just <laughs> somebody getting interviewed a couple of days ago, I see in my tab. So, I'll have to watch that later. Oh. Anywho, <laughs> let's talk, tell you about Underdog Fantasy. I had to look up the name of something. So, I Googled something. Anyhow, Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Unlock Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. What are we going to move to now? Welterweights, let's move up to some bigger boys here. Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, Ponzinibbio, the Argentine dagger, 29 and 6, 16 knockouts, five, six submissions. He's been submitted three times. 11 and 5 in the UFC. He's won one of his last three and two of his last five. He did win his last fight via knockout. He was four and only off to fighter. 2008 Pro MMA debut. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.37 strikes per minute. He's at plus 210. Trailblazer Holland. I don't know what kind of trails he's blazing, but he's a trailblazer. He's 23 and 9 with one no contest. 13 knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. 10 and 6 with one no contest in the UFC. He's lost two straight. Before that, he won two straight. All of those were via finish. Uh, used to fight at middleweight. Kind of bounces between the two weight classes. 1-0 in the Contender Series. 1-0 in Bellator. Walter Regio Championships on his. Mantle. Get the shirt from the SGPN store. Uh, he has missed weight before at welterweight. And he did. I saw a headline that he uh, asked Ponzinibbio if he wanted to f- do this fight at middleweight. So Of course he did. For, of course he did. <laughs> maybe a cause for concern there. Um Two and one is a pro kickboxer. He's three inches taller, eight inches of reach, six years younger than Ponzinibbio. Zell struck his opponents by 1.10 strikes per minute. His grappling stats are better than Ponzinibbio, minus 230. Go ahead. We're going to differ here. 
Yeah, I'm taking Ponzinibbio. Yep. Of course I'm taking Ponzinibbio. Um, of course you are. It, it, what was the number on him again? It's fat, right? Plus it's, 210, it is. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, Look, I, I do... I, I do think Kevin Holland is a good striker, but let, let's go back and let's look at who he's beaten in the UFC, right? Let, let's talk about this for a second. Since, let, let's, we'll give him three years. How about we give him three years of time? Which is a lot of fights for him. It's a lot of fight for him. In the last three years, he has beaten Tim Means, Cowboy Oliveira, and Jacques Ray. That's it. That's all he's he's beaten in that time. And uh, unless Diego Ponzinibbio comes Saturday. And, and Charlie Antiveros, if you really <laughs> want to, you know, Charlie Antiveros in there, dude. Like any time he's fought somebody who can strike even a little, he's been beat. Um, and he's been beat easy. Derek Brunson, Marvin Vittori, Kamzat Chemaev, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. If you're asking me, is Santiago Ponzinibbio closer to? Derek Brunson and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, or is he closer to Tim Means and Charlie Antiveros? The answer is, of course, Wonderboy, right? Like, and the thing about Ponzinibbio is, is like, when we're talking about Ponzinibbio, he he's coming off of a, a win over Alex Morano, but before that, a pair of split decision losses to Jeff Neal and Michelle Pereira. Like, this is not a guy who's losing out here to bums, right? And the other thing I love about Ponzinibbio, crazy power, right? Just like insane power. And we know that Kevin Howard is happy to oblige him in a slugfest, right? He, he's happy to sit in the pocket, throw hands back and forth. And that's a terrible mistake because this dude has knocked out Neil Magny, which is not easy to do. He's knocked out Gunnar Nelson, which is not easy to do. He's one-touch KO'd Court McGee which we know now is not easy to do. I I just can't imagine that Kevin Holland is going to stand in the pocket with this dude and beat him. Uh, yeah. Give me, give me Santiago Ponzinibbio all day here. Very persuasive, but I, I can't, I, I can't waver. Uh, this is not a recommended play because you never know what you're going to get with Kevin Holland. Because you're, cause you're so jacked up about his win about Charlie Antiveros. Like, yes. Yeah. So much bigger and younger. And I wrote Ponzinibbio off, even though it, he's proved me wrong, but I can't go back. I have to, Double down and write when, him off. When did uh, out of curiosity, I wrote him off after, after his injury, injury. He did not. Okay. Look okay. Good yeah. He, that, but. You're right. He didn't. He didn't look himself when he first came back. Yeah. Um. That was the Lee Jing Liang yeah. fight, right? Yeah. And, and you're right. He he didn't look good in that fight, and he wound up gotten slapped. But like, he outpointed Baeza. He he stood with Neil after that. He took Michelle Pereira's best shots, and and one judge had it for him. Like. Man, I, I think it's time to get back on the Argentine Daggers side. All right. We shall see come Saturday. Let's go to the Bantamweight division. We're going to tell you about Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Uh, Font, 19 and 6, eight knockouts, four submissions. He's, he's been submitted one time, 9 and 5 in the UFC, 0 and 2 over his last two. Has missed weight before. Used to fight up at Featherweight. Was a regional champion, 2011 pro MMA debut. Inch height, inch reach over Yanez. He's got a very good strike differential, plus 2.43 strikes per minute. That's over, what, 14 fights. So that's a very good number. Uh, grappling stats are better than Yonez, plus 160. Adrian Yonez is 16-3 and three in the battle of no nickname men uh, with 10 knockouts and two submissions. <clears throat> Excuse me, never been finished in a fight. He's won five. He's gone 5-0 in the UFC. 
won his last fight via TKO. He went one in the contender series. That's all part of a nine-fight winning streak. He's not lost since November 2018. Used to fight at featherweight as well. He was 1-0 in Bellator. Uh, six years younger than Font. He's outstruck his UFC opponents for 1.13 strikes per minute and the contender series opponent as well. Uh, minus 175. Give me on as. I think Font's just taking oh. too much. Oh, really? good. Font's taking no, just, no, no. I disagree here. Okay. I, just, I disagree a lot. He's taking, so, he's taking beatings. But no, I, I'm taking the on as. I'm always going to take a younger guy on, on the upswing than an old guy living off of uh, his his past glory. So yes, Yanez is the pick. Dan's going with uh, a regional pick here because he's a mass hole. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. So you're you're upset about the beatings Rob Fawn is taking. I'm not upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me, okay. so no, I'm not. Upset. Okay, but you, but you're saying he took Concerned. too many beatings. Did you remember Adrian Yanez was almost finished by Randy Costa in the I first remember round? Things. Randy Costa's a wild man. I remember that. Yeah, Randy Costa almost flatlined Adrian Yanez in that first round. Adrian Yanez only beat Randy Costa because Randy Costa had the same gas tank as my dad does. You know, like. It, and bear to be whisper? honest, to be honest, the bear whisper. We've yeah. talked to him for a long time. I- Ichabod, the bear whisper. Shout out, shout out to Ichabod. I'll be seeing him this week. <laughs> um, in addition to that, I think he lost to Davy Grant. I don't think he won that fight with Davy Grant. You're always changing results, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change <laughs> that one, it, especially for a Davy Grant. Ponzinibbio didn't lose either. I heard you say in your other podcast. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, regardless of the fact, it's like. We're talking about a guy who goes in there and takes damage early all the time in his fights. Even the Gustavo Lopez fight, he takes damage early. Who goes in and takes damage from Rob Font? And in addition to that, you said yourself, Rob Font has got the grappling stats in his favor in this fight, right? Rob Font went into a fight. He he went into a fight with Ricky Simone. And, And let me tell you something. Ricky Simone, maybe the most underrated grappler in MMA right now. And not only did he beat Ricky Simone... But he took Ricky Simone down and stuffed a bunch of Ricky Simone's takedowns. Like, this this is a dude whose grappling is regularly slapped on. And I think, like, even if he wasn't getting what he wants on the feet, which, by the way, I think he's going to. Adrian Nunez gets backed up a lot early in fights, especially against guys with good footwork like Rob Font. I think he's going to get backed up here. I think he's going to get tagged a whole bunch. And even if not... I think the wrestling's there. So, yeah, give me Rob Font on the dog money all day. I'm up money this year. Gumby's not everyone, okay? Just thought I'd say that. You you took vacation. You've been <laughs> up took a vacation. <laughs> I'm hitting two-thirds of my picks. Uh, anyhow, boy, we are differing on the main card, and we're going to differ again soon. Um, I don't think uh, we're differing on this fight. Are we? No. No, they're can't. No, you couldn't. Well, they're can't. Some, I've, I've seen, like, I see stupid Reddit, like, <laughs> Reddit sends me messages, and it's like, you Will Jorge Masvidal, does he have a chance against, it's always misspelled, uh, everyone's name's always misspelled on Reddit, and does he have a chance against Gilbert Burns? No, it's spelled, he doesn't. It's Georgie, G-E-O-R-G-I-E. <laughs> prayer spelled wrong, and anyhow. All right, Um, I guess we'll break it down regardless. Welterweights, Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal, game bread, 35 and 6. Knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. 12 and 9 in the UFC. He's lost two straight fights. He's not fought since March of 2022. He's not won since November of 2019. Do you know the last time he beat an opponent who's still in the UFC, Dan? Last this would time? be amazing if you knew this off the top of your head. But Is it? Oh, Jesus. He probably does know. Look at this. 
No, because I'm thinking back. He beat James Krause. Yep. Nope. Darren Crookshank. He's gone. Yeah, he's in Ryzen, I think. <sighs> oh, Did really? He beat, he's still fighting? He fought Cesar Ferreira, but I feel like he's not still in the UFC, nope. too. Muyutante? No, he's gone. Is it? Is it? Uh, he beat Tim Means. Is it Tim Means? Nope. It was someone summer more recent than that. Michael Chiesa, 2013, oh. 10 years almost now. Jesus. <laughs> Everybody else he's he's beat are no longer, <laughs> with, no longer with us. So anyhow, some uh, of those losses, been... some of those losses are to guys not in the UFC. Exactly, anymore. very true. All right, so he's not officially won a fight since November 2019. He's not beat an opponent that's still in the UFC since 2013. Uh, used to fight at lightweight, five and one in strike force. Uh, two and one in Bellator. Do you remember where, how he lost in Bellator, Dan? Tony Amaba inverted, yeah. inverted triangle. Yes, technical yeah. submission. He put him out cold. That was uh, that was a big deal. One of my top five favorite submissions of all time. If you oh. have not watched Tony Amaba put Jorge Masvidal out cold at Bellator five. That's right, Bellator five. <laughs> yep. uh, it's one of the best submissions of all time. Go it was that was such a big deal. I remember going around the interwebs it made bellator, I, i'm i'm to this day i believe it's part of what made bellator what it is yeah. like bellator got famous on tony amaba's submission they yep. played that highlight everywhere yep and that was this man um because he has been fighting since 2003 that was his pro mma debut he also was a regional champion uh he was one know as a pro boxer he's got an inch of height three inches of reach on burns Striking and active striking stats in his favor. Oh, there you go. Uh, he has outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.05 strikes per minute. That's pretty good. Plus 370. Durino, which little tough. Is that what it means? Yeah, so it's it's little tough, but that's just because his older brother, right. uh, not Herbert, but his, their, the, they've got a third brother, used to have the nickname Dororo, which means tough, tough. Uh, and so he's little tough. And what's uh, how do you say not tough? Because that would be Herbert's, right? Nickname? Uh oh I Burns, sick burn. I hope I never meet that guy. Sick uh, sick burns. Sick burns. Oh, there's <laughs> our title. Sick burns. Gumby came up with the title. It was gonna be Gumby's in my tabs, but no, sick burns will work. Gumby's Gumby's in my tabs. Well, maybe I will use that. That kind of laugh. <laughs> All right. He's tough regardless. Uh, I can't make Gumby laugh because he's sounds like he's a chain smoker still. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still having a little tough time with the laughing. <laughs> let's go. We got it. We got to push through here because um, Gumby is Dorino as well. Uh, Burns, 21 and five, six knockouts, nine submissions, been knocked out twice, 14 and five in the UFC. He's got a loss, win, loss, win over his last four. Used to fight at lightweight 2012 pro MMA debut. Was a grappling champion. Uh, two years younger than Masvidal. He's outstruck his opponents by a quarter of a strike per minute. So 0.25. Minus 450. We're not differing here, right? No, Masvidal. Tell the people gonna, why. Mas, Masvidal's going to get subbed. He will. Um, or maybe here, TKO. Here, That's the thing. That's No, I, no. I think he's going to get now. subbed. I think he's yeah. going to get subbed. Here's my thing. Uh, right now, um, if you're looking for a prop to bet, uh, Gilbert Burns by submission is currently the thing I'm all over right now. Yeah. I've been thinking about it for a while. This is a dude who feels extremely disrespected by the way that people are talking about the title, right? Um, you know, like everybody's talking about Bilal Muhammad, Shafkat Rachmanov, Colby Covington. Like, how, how has he gotten overlooked in all of this? And when he realized he was getting overlooked against Neil Magny, what did he do? He fought like he was about to get a parking ticket, right? Like, he, he went out there and he rushed Neil Magny, put him on his ass, submitted him as quickly as he could. What's the best way to get, like, credit again is to go in there and not just beat Jorge Masvidal. 
But me, Jorge Masvidal, in like two minutes by submission, that would put an absolute stamp on the people's need to see Gilbert Burns. And here's the other thing. I think the mindset of Gilbert Burns of wanting to get out of there quick and to prove to people that he deserves a title shot, that's a, a check in his box and a check out of Jorge Masvidal's boxes. He's already talking about retirement. We hate guys who are yeah. talking about retirement. That That's a clear sign you want to fade him. Give me Gilbert Burns. I think he subs him. Look, look at this. So first of all, I will tell you, play Gilbert Burns by submission. I'm seeing it across books right now. Anywhere between 230 and 250. Plus 230 to 250 for him to get the sub, I love. I'll also say this. If you like Gilbert Burns to win by submission in round one, because I think he's going to get it done in round one, give me that at plus 500. Gilbert Burns sub Fantastic. round one plus 500. Or if you're a little more of a chicken, Burns wins around once plus two two seventy five. Burns inside the distance plus one ten. Because I'm thinking ground and pound could happen. There's always there's always the risk of that. Sprinkle so, a little on all of it. Play it like a exactly. ladder. Exactly. And, and, and when he gets a first round sub, just enjoy the windfall. Yeah, and you're up like you're already up like how much did you say off regional? Like all you people should be up thousands of dollars anyway, right? Thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, use some of the money gummies made you there. Come use on. use some all of right. that John Salter money, guys. <laughs> exactly. Salty Salter. And um at the very least, you may not have to spend money on a, a new golf driver because we're giving away a golf driver. So you can save your money there. We are brought to you by the golf gambling podcast and their tailor made driver contest. This contest or the contest is completely free to enter. You have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The driving will take place on Sunday, April 8th. So make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. All right. Main event time. Um, rematch for the middleweight championship. Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya. Tell you about the challenger Adesanya, the last style bender, 23 and 2, 15 knockouts. But knocked out once. That was in the last fight. 12 and 2 in the UFC. He's gone 3 and 2 over his last five. He got TKO'd in his last fight against Pereira. Used to be the champion. Five successful title defenses there. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Get the shirt. Uh, what else? 2012 pro MMA debut. He also was a kickboxing champion. Uh, inch of reach over Pereira, two years younger. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.13 strikes per minute. He's at minus 125. And Poetan Pereira, which means hands of stone, right? Or stone hands? Stone, yeah, yeah, same thing. Yes, correct. All right, he is the champion of the world. Let me tell you his uh, info. Seven and one, six knockouts, one submission. So he's finished everything, and he's been finished in his only loss. He got submitted. Four and all in the UFC and is the champion. He's won his last two fights via knockout or TKO. 33 and seven, and the champion in kickboxing. One no as a pro boxer. More active line strikes than Adesanya. So outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.6 strikes per minute, plus 135. You know, I always take the uh, winner of the first fight in the rematch, almost always, especially if it's an immediate rematch, which this one is. So give me Pereira. Um, I'll take him, gladly take him for plus money. Uh, Adesanya has not shown that he can beat him. He's had three shots at it, two in kickboxing, one in MMA. Did not get the job done. Uh, doesn't matter if he was winning the last fight, the in my eyes, the, the most important thing is he didn't win the fight. He found a way to lose it and got himself knocked out. So um, give me Pereira. I think he's a uh, very good value at plus 135. And Gummy will tell you the other side of the argument. So I, I you're right. I'm going to take it through Adesanya. What did, what did you give me for a number on Izzy? Minus 125. That's crazy. 
that yeah. he's a favorite. Oh, so that, that's my point, as I'm about to make. It's like, yes, I'm taking Israel Adesanya to win this fight. You you ask me who I think is going to win, I'm going to tell you Israel Adesanya. Um, I love the fact that he won rounds one, three, and four in their original fight. He was three minutes away from retaining his title and not having to deal with all this talk about Alex Pajeda for a conceivable long period of time. He'd be talking about Bo Nickel by now. But here's the thing, is that I think this is a terrible number. Like, if you could get Izzy at plus money after losing the first fight, yeah, give, give me Izzy at plus money. I, I don't want to play Izzy at negative money here. This this fight's a coin toss, and I, I don't like the guy who just lost the first fight at negative money, especially after I just got burned on Kamara Usman, who I liked in the first fight and looked like a shell of himself in the second fight. But I'll also say this. like I, I recently saw a Twitter thread with all of uh, the grappling exchanges here, I low-key think Izzy Adesanya's grappling could probably carry here. He had, like, a really great body lock takedown after a caught kick. Um, You know, like, he could put him up against the cage. Do I think he needs to go to it often? Nah, just enough to win a few rounds. Um, If you're looking for a fun way to bet this fight and and you don't really quite know how to bet or maybe, like, maybe, maybe like, Izzy and you're like me and you hate the number, I, I think this fight goes to decision is the right play. Like, not not that Pajeda can't finish it again or Izzy couldn't finish it, but, like, we've seen with rematches time and time again, the guys just know each other too well and play a little bit more cautious. And uh, I, I think this one's probably going to the cards. All right. There you go. Uh, we'll recap it, and we'll give you our juicy juicier picks because we already gave you juicy picks. I got Pereira. He's got Adesanya. We both have Burns. I have Yanez. He has Font. I have Holland. He has Ponzinibbio, and we both have Rosas. Do I have all your picks correct? Sounds good to me. All right. What's your lock of the week? Oh, we're already at the lock of the week. Uh, yes. Joe. Oh, you want to do something else? No, no, no. Okay. Let's start there. Joe Pfeiffer. Negative hey, one eighty-eight. You're you're going Joe Pfeiffer too? Yeah, that's such a such a good number for this fight. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's one of those ones. I love the number, but I also love the fighter here. Like I, he's. First of all, as you know, I love Renzo, Hezo Gracie Philly guys. I love yeah. Daniel Gracie guys. Um, the wrestling is so good. And with Pfeiffer, it's not just his wrestling. It's his wrestling and his, his striking. He, he pairs it together so well. I think against a guy who's mostly just got wrestling and just got grappling and really not all even that much wrestling – uh, Pfeiffer is just going to rule the uh, rule of the day here. Like, I think he's going to dominate, keep it on the feet, jack him up. Um, don't be afraid of the, uh, the Joe Pfeiffer KO either. Don't be scared, homie. Don't be scared. Don't, don't be scared, homie. If you want the full breakdown you go back a episode, if you haven't listened already. All right. So we're both in on Pfeiffer. Um, I'll give you my dog first. Oh, you're uh, going to, you're going to jump the gun I, here. Oh, you, you want to go dog first? No, 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 no. By all means. I have a feeling we may have both have the same dog. Chris no, Curtis. No, we don't. Okay, I got Chris Curtis plus 115. He's going to take care of Calvin Gaston. All right. So I, I like that dog play. I almost played that as well, but I know you didn't have my dog because I'm going Rob Font. Oh, uh, you. I, I love Rob Font in this spot. I, I think people are sleeping on Rob Font. This seems like a prospect loss for uh, Adrian Inez. I'm calling it now. Give me Rob Font, uh, plus 160. All right. Do you what want my prop your, first? Give yeah. me your prop. 
Uh, Jackie Amorim. Uh, give me okay. Jackie Amorim by submission. Plus 155. Um, I, I just think she's going to get Sam Hughes down enough. And I don't think people know that, like, there's a difference between being good at submissions in MMA and being good at submissions in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And the good in submissions in jiu-jitsu is 30 levels higher. Amorim is good at submissions in jiu-jitsu. Give me, like, a knee bar here for, for Jackie. Ooh, you want to get fancy, do you? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get fancy. Call a knee bar. All right. I have a sub prop, too. Gilbert Burns via submission, plus 250. I don't know why it's plus 250. Why is it so much higher than Amorim's? But it's not like uh, Masvidal is a, is a ground wizard. So uh, number doesn't make sense. So give me Burns via submission at any time, plus 250. Anytime submission. I love that. Now, what what comes next, Jeff? Oh, this is Gumby has really, uh, really pumped the tires on this one. It is Hunger Man Jong Superfan Parlay. You get at least 10 times your money if t- t- this two fight parlay hits, but I think it's going to be a bit bigger this week. It's a little bit bigger than 10 to 1. So I'm going to give you a massive one. I think all of you guys should get in on this, if nothing else, for the fun of it. So both of these are ones we mentioned on our prelim episode. I like Chris Curtis by knockout. You know, you mentioned Chris Curtis before, he's your dog play. The, the dude throws those bungalows, and people who exchange with him just don't stay standing. So give me Chris Curtis plus 410, and then turn around and pair that with Luana Pinheiro inside the distance. Because I said Luana Pinheiro, she's going to get Michelle Watterson out of there. That one's plus 350. And when you pair those two together, plus 2195. What? 22, almost 22 to one money. That's the biggest, that's the biggest, uh, Hunger Man Jong parlay we've had yet. Uh, Uh, no, we, we had one last year. We had one last year that was, uh, I think it was 40 to one and I hit the first half of it. This is the biggest Uh, one we're going to hit. Yeah, this, this is it. Uh, count it right now. The only thing that can stop it is if one of these fights falls through, which tends to happen (laughs) all the time with our, with our uh, parlays, don't they? (laughs) It, it happened a couple of times to the Hunger Man Jong this year, including once where the second leg hit. So I was like, yeah. oh, cool, plus 135. Yeah. And sometimes whole fight events fall through after we do fight cards on We do an episode on them, eh? You mean XMMA 6? <laughs> Two episodes ago? You mean, we, you mean XMMA 6, which apparently can't find enough security guards to have an event? We, we, we dropped the episode and then a few a hours we- later... We're canceling the event. What a weird way to not have an event. You're like, oh, man, we really wanted to have these MMA fights, but it turns out we don't have enough security guards. Well, if you're a security guard, you're looking for work. Myrtle Beach is the place to be. Apparently, <laughs> There's no uh, there's plenty of jobs there because there's no security guards. But anyhow, yeah, this is this is a fun one, too, because these are back to back fights. So if Pinero gets the finish, then we're really going to be. Oh, we're going to be jacked. Oh. All right. Let's recap. I'm jacked up right now. Pfeiffer is both of our locks. He has Font as his dog. Boo. I have Curtis. He has Amarim via sub. I approve of that one. And I have Burns via sub. I approve of that, obviously. And then the parlay. Curtis, knockout or TKO. Pinheiro, inside the distance. Boom. You don't even have to say knockout or submission. Inside the distance. Even better. Plus 21.95. Boom. All right. That'll buy you lots of gas station cookies if you hit that. Right, Gumby? Hell yeah. That's what Gumby's fueled on. All right. Um... 
get in the Discord so we all can celebrate on Saturday when all these massive plays hit. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Get in there, say hi. If you're new, say hi, I'm new. And we'll uh, we'll haze you and we'll give you the initiation and shoot you'll your get head a, all, You'll get a shout out on Sunday if you, te- if you do that. That's true. Well, we, we do shout out people on here. So, um, all right. What else should you do? Uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA. He Gumby runs that. He also is at Gumby Reeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. Uh, all the writing on Very Sports and everybody's writing and everybody's podcasts and all their discounts and our, all their deals and all that good stuff is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Get in my pick contest for this event and read the rest of my MMA stuff at moneymma.substack.com. You can get email of my writing in your inbox pretty much every day. So what a dream. And you can get Gumby in your ear holes uh, even more if you like. Listen to his Top Turtle MMA podcast. He's got Lupi Godinez and he's got another guy that I'm in on. Steve, Gumby Steve is Ma- not in on. Me the, mean, the Mean Machine. Steve Garcia. And that is all. Gumby's going to take you home and he's going to rest his voice and be ready for the weekend. <laughs> uh, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's Poeton Jet Fox. And we will see you on Sunday.